Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm your host, Greg Scordis, and we're moving into an entirely different direction here. Um, article came out recently about Salt Lake's ozone problem and the worsening that it's uh, received, despite what we think are some air cleanup policies. And we're joined. I'm very honored to be joined this afternoon by Ben McAdams. Are you there, Ben? I'm here, Greg. Thanks for having me on. Hey, before we start, I just want to tell you, we miss you here in Salt Lake County. We were doing some incredible things with you on this Operation Rio Grande, on the homeless thing. I loved working with you, and then you went to Congress. What's up with that? I I miss it as well. It's, uh, it's a frustrating time to be in Congress, actually. I love just rolling up my sleeves and getting stuff done, and uh, and Washington is, is slow on results, but... Uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to forge a new path here as well, building relationships on both sides of the aisle and trying to get stuff done, like this air quality push that we're making right now. Well, you seem to have done a great job so far, and we, we enjoy uh, watching you. So tell us, uh, Ben, if you would, a little bit about what your um, legislation is. I noticed that it's bipartisan, uh, that it's set up to uh, work with the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine to develop findings about the pollutant um, that's, that we're undergoing and maybe sort of figure out why we're not getting better air quality. What is what is your end game? Yeah, I mean, we are making in Utah a little bit of progress. And sometimes it doesn't feel like it on some of those bad inversion days, but we see that um, we're making a little bit of progress on our wintertime air quality problems. And, and part of that's just been a lot of a lot of decisions we made at the state level, the local level, things that I did as, when I was mayor at the county level. Uh, and we're, we're making progress but there's one area where we are actually not making progress where we actually in even after all of the great things we've done we're losing ground and that's ozone pollution so ozone pollution is really peaks in uh april may june july kind of the summer months and that early summer months uh where and ozone is invisible so you don't really see it when you have an inversion it's a, it's kind of an invisible gas ozone is a naturally occurring gas it's not not really harmful in high concentrations, but uh, we get these uh, these ozone, uh, and, and it's, we do have inversions even in the summer, and it'll build up then, and it's, it's a silent killer. So we'll have, it's estimated that we have uh, 75 deaths related to ozone, um, and uh, we see that we are quickly uh, going to reach non-attainment for, from the EPA. Uh, that's 75 deaths in the Salt Lake Valley. And um, we've seen an increase in ozone emissions, and we actually don't know exactly where they're coming from. We have some guesses, 
but we're, we're, it's not really clear where it's coming from. And this is something that I know we need to take action on if we're going to improve our air quality, improve our health. We have to, first of all, understand this problem and then uh, devise the solutions that are going to help us to clean up uh, our air, uh, specifically related to ozone. And, and, you know, there's a lot of pollutants that we need to continue to work on, and but ozone is one I think kind of gotten ignored because we don't really see it. We're joined this afternoon by Representative Ben McAdams, who sits on the House Committee on Science, Space, and Technology, co-sponsoring a bill with a Republican a legislator from Florida on the same committee um, to access up to $500,000 in federal funding to set, to do some research on this increasing problem that we have with ozone. Ben, I want to ask you a question that maybe take you off topic a little bit and hopefully not too much, but it seems uh, to those of us that have been watching the news that the administration has in fact rolled back some of the some of the steps that we were trying to take, for example, with uh, car emissions, with uh, fuel uh, economy uh, projections that we wanted for our cars to have in the in the years to come, uh, has that contributed to this, or is that causing a problem, or is that a roadblock for what you're trying to do here? I mean, that is certainly causing a problem. It's probably unrelated to ozone per se, but you know, I said at the, the beginning that we have made some progress in Utah over the last uh, last ten years. In fact. Thanks to a lot of that effort, uh, I'm told that the Salt Lake metro area may soon be removed from the EPA's noncompliance list for violating the particulate pollution standard. That's uh, something we've been working for for 13 years now. So air quality is getting better. And the reason it's got, gotten better is because people have made some tough decisions. You have people who are uh, driving less, who are choosing to, to ride transit. They're buying clean energy vehicles. Their uh, businesses are converting to renewable energy or people are using solar energy. Uh, we have, we're moving to tier three fuels. These are all things that, um, that Utah has done, both individuals, businesses, and government to help to improve our air. And, and we've made progress. The problem is the EPA, uh, under the Trump administration, has recently uh, ruled that uh, the clean air, clean car standards, these are standards that were in place under the Obama administration to require car uh, vehicle technology to develop so you can get more miles per gallon, a car will pollute less. Those standards were uh, erased. So, uh, in, in fact, erased with opposition from uh, a lot of political leaders, but also from opposition from the automobile industry, who said, we're not asking for these standards to be uh, erased. We're moving towards cleaner fuel, cleaner vehicles. Uh, we just need to know that everybody's going to do it instead of just one auto manufacturer, that all auto manufacturers are going to be held to the standards. So they supported these uh, these clean clean car standards, and the EPA under, under President Trump has erased those clean, clean car standards. So the concern for us here in Utah is we've made all this progress and, we're, and things are getting better. We also know that Utah is growing so fast, and we add so many cars to the road. So what we don't want to see happen is all this progress we've made with our, our wintertime and, and year-round pollution, really, uh, that progress just disappears because as we grow and we add more cars to the road, those cars aren't cleaner as anticipated. There may be even just where they are today, but you add more cars, you're adding more pollution to the air, and we're going to lose the ground that we've, we've worked so hard to gain. So that is, that is a concern. Um, ozone, ozone pollution is maybe related to that. Our air quality is not – part of the reason I think it's been so hard for us to tackle air quality is it's so complicated. So, uh, you know, I am pushing back on the EPA, as there are so many others, to say 
please don't uh, move back these air quality standards. And unfortunately, that's already happening. But um, over my opposition and the opposition of others, and we hope to maybe reinstate them because we do want those cleaner cars. But but I'm also working uh, in a bipartisan way here to focus on other aspects of our air pollution, ozone being one of them. And we know that ozone pollution, it is naturally occurring. It also will come from cars. It comes from uh, uh, power plants and other sources. Uh, and we actually don't entirely know where it's coming from. A lot of it is coming from some of these forest fires that we've seen. It will be a huge source of, of ozone pollution, and that will blow into Utah, even if forest fire is not in Utah. It comes here and uh, from national sources. So it's a complex issue that that we are looking to, to tackle, and I'm proud to have a Republican who's, who's joined arms with me on this because it's not just Salt Lake Valley that's facing this issue. Uh, it really is uh, across the globe. And so we've joined arms to, to work together to try and improve the area in Utah and, and across the country. Ben, I've lived in Utah my entire life, and I can't remember uh, too many winters where we didn't have an inversion, where we didn't have um, pollution associated with that. But it seems to have gotten worse over the last decade. Uh, we've had uh, some studies up in the Cache County area, which is one of the most beautiful parts of the state. But their air quality up there at times uh, can get pretty bad. What what have we done wrong in this country over the last 10 or 20 years that's allowed this to get so far out of control that you need to sit down and put this this legislation in, in, in place now? Yeah, I mean, some of it is just uh, population growth, right? Uh, the natural environment can support uh, support a certain amount of pollution, and just and uh, but but as our population has grown, and we are, and you know, technology, so we have more cars, more people driving. In the last, really, in the last fifty years, every household has a car. Sometimes uh, two or three or four cars, depending on how many kids you have. So we're we're uh, as as you know, the country's become more prosperous. We have more things that, that pollute. Uh, homes consume more energy as we have computers and devices. So um, the the footprint of each individual has grown over the last uh, 50 years to where uh, as the population grows, but then the footprint of each individual grows, we are just putting out so much pollution that it's really hard for the natural environment to, to dissipate that and, and, and to adapt. So what we've got to do is we've got to look for to, to transition to a clean energy economy, clean energy uh, for individuals and families, and uh, and then help people to make choices that will reduce uh, reduce their individual impacts. Things like expanding our mass transit system, uh, making uh, our communities more bikeable and more walkable, so people can get around. Uh, and then you know, really, some of these some of the pollutions coming. Global warming is a major contributor to this. So ozone in particular. Uh, it's a natural, like I said, it's a naturally occurring um, chemical uh, or molecule, I should say, uh, that uh, deteriorates under heat. So as, as conditions are warm, that um, that transition into uh, creation of ozone is faster under warmer conditions. We have more sunny days, fewer rainy days. Uh, you're going to see more of that uh, ozone created. So it, it's really a, a consequence of, of the state of where we are right now and um, and some of the usage, you know, more forest fires are more common. So things that are just happening naturally and through, you know, the um, way our communities are shaped, we're just seeing more of this pollution having more of an impact. And so the better we understand it, the better we can fashion tools that will help us to, to reduce that impact as we, you know, think technology like solar and wind and uh, other renewable energies or um, reducing uh, the energy needs of, 
of our devices and our homes and our buildings is, is really what it's going to take to bend the curve. And so that's where I think, Greg, you were correct in highlighting automobiles. Automobiles, we can make them more fuel efficient. We can make uh, a car get more miles per gallon. Uh, that just a matter of researching that technology to make to figure out what it takes. And um, that's, that will have the benefit of not only improving our air, but also uh, improving our, our wallets because we'll spend less on gas, less on fuel if we can get more miles per gallon out of our cars. And so for me, it's kind of baffling why we would do that um, when we've made so many hard decisions over the last 15 years in Utah uh, to painfully and very incrementally take steps to improve our air. And, and we've got a long way to go. Make, make no mistake about that. We've got a long way to go. But um, why we don't want to lose the progress we've made. And we don't want to lose you as our representative, Ben. So thank you for joining us today. I don't know why anyone would want to take an office that you have to run for every two years, but I admire you for doing that. You've been a breath of fresh air. I think that uh, I think that uh, uh, you seem to be enjoying it. And like I say, we miss you here in Salt Lake County. So thank you for joining us this afternoon. Thank you, Greg. Representative McAdams. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor... You'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.